Well, greetings, folks. Apostle Lewis here with another weekly Kingdom Outlook, and I want to talk about faith. I, I've been, I've been, for a long time. I feel that one of the things we lack in the church is an understanding of faith, and uh, you know we're saved by faith. Everything in the kingdom is faith. This last week, I've been working on my backyard, putting in some landscape lighting and all this, and. Uh, I had a little electrical overload going and start and had to replace some receptacles and I had to replace a GFI. And the GFIs looked the same, but believe it or not, they just were swapped to where what you call the load line comes in. Okay, well, I couldn't get to work until I had an electrician come, oh yeah, they, they, they're now on the bottom and this one instead of on the top, like the old one, yada, yada, yada. But it made me think about faith again. You know, there's a lot of times that we're doing things in the church. It looks correct, but the missing ingredient is actually faith. And so we have to know what faith is. We have to know the difference between a doctrinal belief and actually living in faith. So I'm going to point to an odd scripture for this. I'm going to point to one that um, is in the book of Romans. It's talking about food, believe it or not. Um, you know, there was some, you know, um, at, you know, once you, the Jews didn't have to worry about their food amongst other Jews because they didn't eat what was considered unclean. And Paul is addressing this because now you're getting out there and you're now uh, amongst the Gentiles. And Gentiles have other, you know, all these false gods and they're sacrificing things to it. And matter of fact, in Acts 15, it's one of the things that the council, um, that uh, our apostle says, "Hey, refrain from things from eating things sacrificed to idols." And but Paul, you know, it's really it sounds practical in Jerusalem. Paul realizes there's no way for you to know when you're out there what was sacrificed to idols and what wasn't. How are you going to know? You you don't particularly know. So you can be eating something that's biblically clean, but it's not clean. Uh, it could be sacrificed to an idol. It could be a cow. It could be, you know, things that you can eat, but you cannot eat. Okay. And so it could be, you know, a lamb. It could be whatever. And they could have this issue. And so Paul starts dealing with this thing called faith. And he starts saying, look, to the man, well, let's read it. We're going to start at verse 14. Read the whole uh, verse 14 of chapter 14. But go ahead and read the whole chapter. Um I know and am convinced by the Lord Jesus there is nothing unclean of itself. So talking about food here. Let's keep it in its context. Okay. Um, um, because that's what he's talking about. So you can read the whole thing. He starts off the chapter um, with the talk. And receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to disputes over doubtful things. For one believes he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats only vegetables. In other words... Some are so afraid of things sacrificed idols, they don't have the faith to eat meat. So they only eat vegetables. And, and what we should never do is cause that person who only has faith to eat vegetables to eat meat. Okay? And so don't ever force someone to do something because um, that it might be right for you, but because of faith. Because here's the thing. Faith is important. When you violate where that person's faith is. Now, I'm not talking about faith in false things. I'm talking faith where they could go in their journey. So um, never force people 
to um, to do something that it, it, it contradicts their faith because you could harm them. Okay, so he's addressing this in this. He says, um, yet if your brother is grieved because of your food, you are no longer walking in love. In other words, let's say I'm with someone and they don't eat meat. And it really grieves them because I eat meat. They, they, I can have a salad. I can have a salad. I said, oh, I'll have a salad with you. That's fine. You know, I don't have to go, no, I'm going to eat meat and make a point. I'm not walking. At that moment, even though my faith is strong and theirs isn't as strong, I've actually violated love. I can eat, by fact, by the way, don't, don't let anyone tell you, I love salads. I've eaten salads my whole life. I love them, have them all the time. I don't mind a really good salad. Uh, I grew up Italian, my, you know, fresh vegetables all the time. Uh, delicious. So I love that. But some people might not be able to have steak. And so it's not with her face. My, my, my daughter eats meat. She'll eat burger. But she won't eat steak. It's the funniest thing. Like she doesn't like care for steak. She'll have a hamburger. She'll... I don't make her eat steak. Now, she doesn't do it because of faith. She just does it because the taste is a little different. Um, he says, so do not let your good be spoken evil. No, you're good faith. You could trust God to eat anything. And you have this strong faith. But now you're going to spoke evil because you're forcing it on someone. Now listen how he unfolds this. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved of by men. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. In other words, you know, sometimes we're having arguments about whether or not you can't eat meat. I, I can certainly sit down with a brother or a sister and go, she goes, I, I don't believe in eating meat. I said, well, let's go have a good salad. Matter of fact, me and my friend Phil used to go to Sweet Tomatoes all the time because we just love salad. And I had a great ice cream, soft ice cream. <laughs> all you can eat. Oh, Jesus, that's bad. He said, do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for the man who eats with offense. In other words, you're violate. Don't violate your faith to prove someone. Like for me, folks, I don't drink wine. I don't drink alcohol. I'm not going to, if someone says, no, drink, I'm going to Italy in a couple weeks. I'll be there. They drink wine at dinner. That's fine with me. doesn't offend me. I don't offend them by not. He always goes, oh, yeah, you don't drink. I said, no, I don't drink. And it's not because I'm a Christian. It's because I was an air traffic controller. And and I just stay, I just decided to stay away from it because I felt that the stress level, that was just a dangerous thing. And I just didn't want to become an alcoholic or addicted to it. So I, I gave I, I just stopped drinking at 19. Now, 19 when it was legal, 19. Okay, not 19 today. I didn't, you know, now it's 21. It was 18 back then. Actually, it was right around this time that they were bumping it up but if you were already 18 and when they changed it to 21 you were still legal because you were already able to drink and so they grand it's called grandfathered in all right so it is good neither to eat meat nor drink wine nor do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended or is made weak in other words if me eating meat makes my brother thinks he's got no faith, I'm hurting his faith he does have. And I should never do that. I should never do anything that um, 
can damage his faith when it comes to what I'm eating and drinking. That's like so stupid because love is the primitive thing there. Now you might have arguments. People might go, it's sin to eat meat. We can have a doctrinal argument. Now, not, those are really stupid doctrines because it's not sin to eat meat. But some people believe you can't eat meat. Some people believe, I, I personally think uh, if God didn't want us to eat animals, they wouldn't have tasted so good. But he says, don't cause your brother to stumble, basically the thing here. But we're getting to the scripture verse. Do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. In other words, you have faith to eat meat? Eat it. But don't go and beat up your brother with it. Okay, Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats. Because he does not eat from faith. In other words, if, if, if peer pressure gets to me, and I'm, I'm eating this just because I don't want them to be offended or I don't want, I, I'm, I'm afraid, and, but I really, this is killing my conscience because I don't believe I should be eating this. Then I'm condemned because I'm very condemned because I don't, I'm not doing it in faith. And he says this, this is the money verse. For whatever is not from faith is sin. I want to talk about that. That's the verse, believe it or not, that's the verse I'm going after just in here. Whatever is not from faith is sin. Do you know we do a lot of things in the church because it's right, but not because it's faith? In other words, you give. It is Look, I tithe. I give offerings. It is proper. It is good. It is godly. But I, I try to tell my church all the time is I want you to be in faith, and I want you to be... Um, now, how do you know you're in faith when you're giving? Well, when a bill comes up, do you think that God's judging you? Do you think that God's not going to meet your need? Or are you trusting him in your finances? Um, you know, let me, let me just give you an example. Go back to this wiring. How crazy. Just got to trust God. And so I, I went on Angie's list and and uh, got a con, you know, got a bid. And they they. Found you know they find someone for you and he'll come out and do it and the guy calls me up it's two hundred and fifty dollars they were gonna charge me but a guy comes up and that's like a for the first two and a half hours it's not gonna take that long but the guy calls me up he says I'm not an electrician I don't know why they put me on this so I cancel that now you can get all frustrated I don't I had two electricians that did call me so I called one of them back and it was eighty nine dollars so I went from two fifty eight nine when you trust God you get those kind of like wonderful deals. You know, that I was going to spend 250 ended up only spending 90 God saved me money. When you trust God in your finances, when you tithe, and then all of a sudden a bill comes up, are you in faith still your fine? Are you in faith in your giving after you've given? Are you, you got to work faith. Okay, James said, I'll show you my faith by my work. So let me give you this example. And I, I tell this story quite often because... Um, in the Holy Spirit, I got this for this lady and I got her breakthrough. I want to ask you this question. Why did Jesus ask questions? It's a real stunner, isn't it? That Jesus would sit there and say to, you know, deaf people, blind people, what do you want me to do for you? I mean, it seems like Jesus would know exactly why the deaf or the blind are there. Listen to this one. Verse 29, Matthew 20. 
Now as they went out of Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the road, when they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet. But they cried out all the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. So Jesus stood still, and he called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? Now you... Why is Jesus asking this? I'll tell you why he's asking us. It's an opportunity for them to exercise faith. He's getting them so that what they what they speak in request, he can directly respond to. And it, it's an exchange. It's, it, it's causing faith. Listen what they say. They said, O Lord, that our eyes may be opened. Now listen to what Jesus says. And Jesus had compassion and touched her eyes. By the way, compassion was the motivation. Faith was the action. What do you mean? He had compassion. I mean, you know, sometimes you have compassion for the sick, but you don't do anything about it. I have, you know, you might see a poor person go, man, I really feel sorry for that person. But you don't go out and give them a thousand dollars. Now, you don't have it, and that's fine. I'm just saying, like, but what if you were a multimillionaire? Multimillionaire. You got you got cash in your pocket for days. And you saw someone who was struggling. And you said, man, I really have compassion with them. But you don't do anything about it. One is compassion is needed. Compassion is it's, it's the motivation of love. It's, it's empathy, it's compassion, it's love. It all boils down to, man, I want to see a change in your situation. I feel your pain in your situation. Jesus had compassion. But then what did he do? It says he had compassion and then he touched their eyes. His action of touching their eyes was an action of faith on his part. In other words, when he, if he spoke... If he, did, if he commanded the healing, touched their eyes, whatever he did to bring about the miracle, that bridge was faith. Okay, It brought the answer. Faith brought the answer where compassion desired the answer. That's the difference. Compassion desires something. Faith brings it. Okay, It's like this. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell this story and then we'll close for the day. I always tell this story because it just was one of those amazing encounters with God. That I sat there in Idaho and it was was asked during worship if I'd go pray for someone. The one this woman came up to me and said, My friend's in pain. Would you come and pray for her? I said, Yeah. It was during worship. And I was getting ready to preach that night, but I was I was already getting words of knowledge. I was like in the mood, you know? And and so I went back into the crowd and there was a woman sitting there in her chair, and she was just wretched with pain. You could see the pain on her face. And I said to her, honey, what's wrong? And she goes, I was in a car accident several years ago, and I've never my back's been got messed up, and it's just never been the same. And I have pain throughout my body right now. I can't even move. It hurts so bad. I said, okay. I said, do you believe if I pray for you that Jesus will heal you? And she said, I believe God heals. I said, thank you. That is not what I asked you. She looked up at me 
He said, what do you mean? He said, I didn't ask you if God heals. That's a theological question. I asked you, do you believe right now if I pray for you that Jesus will heal you? In other words, I'm try what I was trying to do was to get her out of her pain and into faith. Okay, because it's evident that, that pain was there. We could have a doctrinal discussion about the healing, you know, nature and doctrinal understanding of healing, but that wouldn't have healed her. She needed she needed to move her faith because sometimes when we're our pain, we're not in faith. We might think we are, but we're not. And so what I said to her was, hey, that's awesome. Appreciate that. And I said, Do you believe if I pray for you that he will heal you? And she says, I believe if you pray for me that I'll be healed. And I went according to your faith in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I went to go pray for her. And I watched an angel pick up her neck, got about four inches taller, and crack, 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 all the way down her spine. And he dropped her neck. And she went, oh, my God, it's all gone, completely healed. See, faith is different than belief, especially in our day today. We could sit there and say, we believe God heals, but we're not exercising our faith in healing. We believe God provides, but as soon as something goes wrong, we're trying to find the different solutions to talking to him. You know, I believe God uh, does this or does that. Like when, I, when I'm not feeling good, the doctor is not the first person I call. Okay, it's him. He's my first person I call. I want you to understand the difference of that. You have to learn how to exercise your faith. Let me know in comments what you think about that. Do you, do you sometimes feel like you're not in faith? This is why Jesus asked questions. And Jesus, go through the Gospels and see how many times Jesus acknowledged someone's faith. Go see it because it's quite extraordinary. Amen? Amen. Hey, look. I am going to Lakeland this week. I am going to Boston and then to Italy. I was going to go to Memphis, but my son's graduating, so I got to cancel that. Got a bunch of things coming up. If you want to support the ministry, go to lewisdcn.com and click on Donate. And there are four or five different ways you can give. You can become a partner and do a lot of things, uh, and it would be fantastic if you want to sow a seed. If not, would you at least do this? Would you like the video? Would you subscribe to the to the YouTube channel? And look, even if you're on watching this on Lewis D. Santa's Facebook or YouTube, would you go over to the Gate Church of Jacksonville and do it there? Subscribe and like. We're really trying to build that channel up. And uh, you might be watching on that channel. If you would please subscribe to our channel, like the video, leave us a comment. Tell me what you think about faith. We'll talk about it some more in the weeks to come. And I love you. And thank you for showing your support by liking and subscribing to our pages. It really helps us out a lot. Well, I love you. I'll talk to you later. God bless you. And have a fantastic day. Bye-bye.